the Antichrist is alive and well on planet Earth. Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. That statement is how I am introducing an opportunity for you to hear a portion of a five-hour audio series on CD entitled The Age of Antichrist. I do believe that the Antichrist, that individual who will be energized by Satan, is alive and well on planet Earth. Let me just remind you, he will not appear until after the rapture of the church. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. We would love for you to listen to an introduction of this five-hour series. So if you'll take just the next few moments, we will play that for you, and then you consider the possibility of purchasing the entire five-hour audio series on CD so that you can have a better understanding of what the Bible says about this Superman of the future. And now, here's the introduction to the series, The Age of Antichrist. In other words, I'm telling you the rapture could happen and it could be a period of time between the rapture and the beginning of the tribulation period. It could be a day, a month, a week, a year, ten years. I don't think it's going to be very long. I think it'll be fairly short. We have seen in the last couple of years some unbelievable, amazing things happen very quickly. For example, six months before it happened, I made a statement. By the way, I'm not a prophet, nor the son of a prophet. I made a statement that the communist Soviet Union would fall and six months later simply being a student of the Word of God but in reality an observer of current events as a journalist trained to look at current events I was able to see some of the indicators that anybody could have seen I wasn't special that the Soviet Union communist regime was going to fall apart and it did you talk about the Berlin Wall coming down just a matter of a year or two after it was prophesied or really talked about Ronald Reagan stood there and said, this wall should come down, and it came down within two years of his making that statement. So we've seen things come to pass very, very quickly. So the rapture of the church takes place. The revived Roman Empire comes into existence, those ten horns, the little horn, the Antichrist comes out. He confirms a peace agreement, and I believe I have in my document right there, my document bag, the peace agreement that will be confirmed or at least a portion of it. It is that peace agreement made between Israel and Jordan. I have a copy of it in my handbag right here with me right now. And this peace agreement that's not working, that's not being normalized, is going to be confirmed by Antichrist. Strengthened, made stronger. That's what the term confirmed actually means. That starts the seven-year period ticking. That gets everything underway. So the Antichrist cannot come on the scene. It's impossible for him to appear until the revived Roman Empire is in place. Secondly, he cannot come on the scene until 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 tells us the apostasy has come. What is the apostasy? That is the false church after the church is taken out. And on Wednesday, we're going to look at the false church that is going to come to power. Chapter 17 of the book of Revelation will deal with it. In fact, as we go through this week, will express the age of Antichrist in light of the empire beast. We have to talk about the empire, the revived Roman Empire coming into existence. And it is depicted in chapter 13 and chapter 17 of Revelation as a beast. 
You have to know the context and look at what we're reading and studying in these portions of Scripture to determine, is this the revived Roman Empire or the Antichrist? Both of them are referred to the beast. So we'll look at the empire beast, and then we'll look tomorrow or the next time we get together at the emperor beast, the emperor who's going to come to power over the revived Roman Empire. We'll look at ecclesiastical Babylon. It'll tell us when it's going to come to plea. It's going to talk about the location where it will be headquartered. We'll look at the exalted beast when he moves his headquarters from Rome to Jerusalem. And there they set up an image that the world will wonder after. Using signs, wonders, and miracles, the false prophet will cause all that are left on the earth, the apostate church, that whore church, to worship that image set up in the city of Jerusalem. And finally, he makes his move in the last three and a half years of the tribulation period. That last portion of the seven-year period of time, he makes his move into the city of Babylon. I'm talking about a literal Babylon. A couple of years ago, I was over in Hagerstown, Maryland with this dear couple. They owned a horse farm at that time, invited Judy and I out, and they showed us some pictures of the city of Babylon. And for so many years before that, I said, well, that's just symbolic in its conversation in the Word of God. Babylon is a literal city, alive and well on planet Earth, so much so that at the time of the Gulf crisis, George Bush, President of the United States, gave a direct order about the city of Babylon, which we'll be talking about when we study Babylon, economic Babylon, and the fall of economic Babylon. But we need to study through the time together this morning the reality of an empire beast, the empire, the revived Roman Empire coming into existence. Four locations in the Word of God, the book of, uh, the book of Daniel, chapters 2 and 7, and the book of Revelation, chapter 13 and 17. Let's quickly look at each of these. Go to Daniel chapter 2 with me, if you will. Daniel chapter 2 is the giving of the dream by Nebuchadnezzar. You might recall that at 15 years of age, Daniel and three of the Hebrew children, Ananias, Hazariah, and Mishael, godly names for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were taken out of Jerusalem, taken into Babylon. There in Babylon, chapter 1 of Daniel, they were trained in the Chaldean language, the ways of the Chaldeans. All of the intellect of the Chaldeans was taught to them. They were even able to eat at the king's table, which they refused. They asked if they could eat their normal uh, kosher-type food and which they were allowed to do, and they became fairer than all the other wise men that the king Nebuchadnezzar was training up at the time. And then as we move into chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. It's a weird dream. He wants the interpretation of this dream. He calls for his wise men, the magi. Interesting phrase, isn't it? Same type of people who came to the birth of Jesus Christ because of what Daniel had to write. But the magi, he said, come here, men. I want you to interpret the dream for me. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar will be happy to interpret the dream for you. Just simply tell us what the dream is. We'll give the interpretation to you. He said, no, no, you don't. No, how will I know that the interpretation is correct, that you didn't make it up unless you tell me what the dream is also? They said, oh, no, 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 King. Uh, kings don't do that type of thing. They give the magi, the wise men, the information, and then the wise men make interpretation. So what is the dream, Nebuchadnezzar? I said, I'm not giving you the dream. You give me the dream, and then you give me the interpretation. And if you don't do it, I'm going to kill every one of you. Well, meanwhile, back at the barracks of the Magi, 
Daniel and the three Hebrew children, they must have been Baptists because they were having a little prayer meeting, and they said, uh, fellows, we're in trouble, and if we don't get somehow this information out to king, we're part of those magi, those wise men, we're going to be killed along with these fakes over here. God said to Daniel, I'll give you the dream and the interpretation. And that's what he does. Daniel chapter 2, let's look at the dream, verse 31. Here Daniel comes before now King Nebuchadnezzar. Young, you've got to remember, Daniel is a teenage boy, maybe 17 years of age. He comes, thou, O king, sawest and behold a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible or awesome. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. And thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay and break them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together and became like the shaft of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. There it is. There's an image of a man, a gold head, a chest and arms of silver, a belly of brass, legs of iron, feet of iron and clay. And then a stone comes out of the heavenlies, hits the feet, destroys the feet. The rest of the image is destroyed by this stone. So fine is the destruction of it that it's like chaff on the threshing floor and it blows away in the summer wind. I hope and pray that this has been a blessing to you as we listen to an introduction of the five-hour audio series, The Age of Antichrist. Again, let me state, I believe the Antichrist is alive and well on planet Earth, and everything that we see happening in our world gives evidence that he could appear at any moment. But let me once again remind you, the rapture of the church takes place before he is made manifest in this world. If you would like an opportunity to study all about the Antichrist, we will make available our five-hour audio series on CD so that you can have what God's Word says about this world dictator yet to come. The series is entitled Age of Antichrist, and you can call our toll-free number and make your order. That number is 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from across America. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and go to the shopping mall and make your order today. That series is entitled The Age of Antichrist. It's a five-hour audio series on CD. Again, the number, 877-674-3298, or go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com. By the way, the Antichrist, I do believe, is alive on planet Earth, and if that be the case, the rapture must be very close at hand. And that being the case, there's nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until.